Hi, everyone. Sean Paul Ellis here from the Saturday Morning Cartoons podcast. Remember, that's morning with you. Some pre-show announcements. Will I keep them quick? Who knows? These quick pre-show announcements are pertaining to a shout-out, some recommendations, and then finally, what is actually happening on today's episode. Our shout-out comes from listener Carson, who has commented on a couple of our videos on YouTube. So thank you, first and foremost, Carson A., we really appreciate it. On our episode for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, episode 234, he comments saying, this episode was so fun. Uh, I'm so happy of how inclusive you are. I will definitely be watching She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Thank you for the recommendation. Absolutely, Carson. Thank you for listening. Toxic Crusaders, episode 237, he reminds me of an exchange where I begin saying, Hear me out on this one, which I'm immediately followed up by Melanie Harker saying no. Uh, yeah, it was a great exchange. So thank you for listening again. And then finally, Carson says, you guys should definitely check out the recent reboot of DuckTales. Well, I can tell you, Carson, I have checked it out, but we actually haven't had a chance to discuss either the original DuckTales or the reboot for this show yet. Which brings us to so many of you have recommended cartoons for us. I love it. I really do. Social media is a fast-paced place, and if I miss a screen capture on my phone of a particular comment, it might get lost forever. To fix that, check out the link in our social media sites uh, and all of our show notes that we have for each episode. You can recommend a cartoon to us. This ensures that you get the proper shout-out. And most importantly, if you call and leave a message, we will 100% review your cartoon. We are legally bound. I checked with our lawyers, and yes, we are legally bound to review your cartoon if you call in and tell us to watch it. We have the phone number. It's in all of our notes. Leave the message. It'll get included in the episode. We also have a Google form. We have a Google form, and today's cartoon comes from one of those Google form recommendations. So thank you. So what are we actually talking about on today's episode? We have screwed around with the legend of this specific king within the public domain for decades. We're not great at it, gang. I'm talking about King Arthur and the Knights of Justice and the Junior Varsity Knight Squad, I think as we would want to call them. In order to break bread and discuss this cartoon at our round table, which does not fit in my living room, please get it out of there. I've brought back Kalen Batia from the Homo Superior podcast, along with another member of that show, Brent Wingate. I laughed maybe a little too hard while editing this episode. Kalen and Brent are amazing, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode as we try to figure out whether or not wizards are spooky and how ineffective can they possibly make modes of transportation in Camelot. All of this and more. So now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you all the way from Camelot, I will be your host, Sean Paul Ellis, returning to the show, the great wizard Merlin, whose sage advice has brought tonight's episode into existence through a rift in space-time, who is part of a gay and nerdy podcast called Homo Superior. Welcome back, local DJ by night and political hack by day, Kaylin Batia. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me back, Sean. Absolutely, Kalen. Thank Ooh, you being... spooky. I'm supposed to be a wizard, right? <laughs> oh, no, what is going It's like he's got Dazzler magic just going off in the air the entire well, time. Well, you know. Wizards were never spooky. 
Not you a don't feature, know that. Not a stereotype of wizards. <laughs> not a feature. <laughs> You're thinking of ghosts. <laughs> Two things can be spooky. That's true. Oh my gosh. And you can hear him in the background. Joining us tonight for the first time, a fierce warlord bent on the destruction of Camelot, who is also the producer and editor of an Instagram show about realty tips and advice where the host drinks every episode. It's called Getting Housed with Paul Basto, and you can find it by following Paul Basto Realtor on Instagram with the new episode every Tuesday, and he is also a member of the Homo Superior Podcast. Welcome, Brett Wingate. Thank you. It's great to be here for my first time. What a treat. <laughs> Correction, former member of Homo Superior. <sighs> really? He doesn't have that power. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's list all the power he does have. Oh, uh, Spookiness. <laughs> spookiness. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you know what? Ryan Curl is going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> is that a feature function of a wizard? Sure. Why not? Yeah. A scary wizard. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Name one. Saruman is a pretty scary uh, wizard. No. Damn yeah. it. Got right, me there. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Oh, really wanted to get you on there. If you are listening to this and you are thinking, wow, are they going to be talking about spooky wizards all night? And you were able to make the jump over to the cartoon that we're actually talking about tonight. Kudos to you because that's a, that is a long stretch for anybody to take. Yeah. We are tonight talking about King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. I, this is an interesting cartoon. This is first and foremost a listener recommendation, which we will get to in a moment. But I have to ask, Brent, did you have any experience with this cartoon? Did you have any knowledge of it or, or anything even related to King Arthur in general? When I, this came out when I was three years old. So there was no real uh, strong fidelity I had to any of this or awareness. But I do remember as a kid in like the mid nineties, there was a fad of King Arthur related stuff because we had a lot of different King Arthur toys that were like little short action figures that would go as a part of a whole terrible Lego knockoff type set, but none of the pieces would fit with any of the others. So you'd have like a small little like Lancelot action figure and then you'd have a stubby, chunky <laughs> King Arthur. Because they were mega blocks. That's the saddest Something childhood yeah. I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. It was it was devastating. I had a terrible childhood. <laughs> Which is no, otherwise no otherwise your childhood was in the public domain is what you're telling us i was telling my husband about this show and he had a vague recollection of it so that's the closest i think tristan's also a liar um wow that's true yeah i mean true. where's the lie i'm yeah. sorry right. <laughs> i don't know where he is oh sorry you said lie. <laughs> galen did you have any experience with this i actually didn't and i am older than brent and i much older hey shut up uh, i uh the wizard tells you to shut up. Ooh, I watched cartoons uh, around this era and I have no recollection of it whatsoever. And I remember some very obscure cartoons from right around this time. Like I remember James Bond Jr. Uh, I remember he Pirates. He scum around the world. Scum, yeah, instead of Spectre, it was scum. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember Pirates of Darkwater. Oh, so uh, I mean, like, yeah, those were like pretty decent cartoons. Hey, I remember. Pirates are pretty scary, okay? You can give it to the pirates. They're not as spooky as wizards. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I, I remember even like, uh, was it Ring Raiders? Was that a cartoon? Do you remember them? I don't remember that. Yeah, that was pretty, that was really obscure. Oh, but I want to get into that one later. Yeah, but I have no recollection of this. And I loved Arthurian Legends as a kid. So one would think that this cartoon would be right up my alley, but mm, we'll get into why, why it's not. Okay. For me, I actually think that I remember the toy. I don't know that I necessarily really remember the cartoon itself when it was actually on. I think that probably just kind of 
perusing through a Toys R Us or a department store, kind of looking at things uh, or toys or action figures that they had that were up. That kind of tends to be my happy place. Even now as an adult, I will just go to the toy aisle in a Target and walk around for a little while. Sure, just to see what's like new and what's fresh. I find that really kind of just enjoyable. Hey, Transformers and, are back. I know. it's And they never went away, maybe. Yeah. Did you, What was it that appealed to you about these particular toys, do you recall? Was it the fact that the king had his <laughs> his helmet welded to his armor? Uh, probably. I think that they were just interesting looking. Because uh, um, they were dummy thick? Yeah. yeah. They were, they, these are some real, real thick guys that they have for <laughs> Tiny this. Tiny legs, giant arms. Yeah. Uh, king in, Arthur. <laughs> just as God planned. <laughs> so I looked it up, uh, speaking of the toys, that Mattel made the toys. And mm-hmm. I think they were behind this cartoon as well. Mattel also We've made... We've got to stop them then. <laughs> <laughs> go back in time and stop them. Uh, Mattel also did He-Man toys in the 80s. Right. And I looked at the molds of King Arthur and the Knights of Justice and He-Man. And it's like, I'm sure Mattel was like, well, we got to do something with these molds. Let's use something in the public domain like King Arthur. Oh, shit. We need a cartoon as well because... During this era, it's the latter part of this era, but they were basically 22-minute commercials for these toys, right? Yep. I mean, that was the whole point of it. And when you brought that up and when we had to kind of discuss this uh, pre-show about the the He-Man kind of King Arthur comparison, I mean, you're right. I mean, looking at the Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us, you can see that this really does look like somebody kit-bashed and added a couple different components to a He-Man character and repackaged it and sold it as a King Arthur toy. It looks so similar. And that's probably what drew my eye to them was being such a big He-Man fan and having so many toys. It was probably just thinking, oh, those look like other thick guys that I've had, like, you know, we in all a have toy type, chest. Sean. It's totally, it's <laughs> great. You know, embrace it. It makes me wonder if there's like, at Mattel, they're just they're just listing all the public domain characters, thinking like Sherlock can, Holmes, yeah, can Dracula. We do, can we do a muscular Sherlock Holmes? Sense and Sensibility, yeah. Pride and Prejudice, all the Jane Austen novels. Oh, oh that's the way that she wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. You're just playing that's right so into her hands. <laughs> no, I would watch a Mr. Darcy cartoon. Of course you would. What? You would. You're like... <laughs> You grew up as a little lesbian girl who's excited about <laughs> King Arthur and Jane Austen. Of course you would. <laughs> oh, I, He's right, you know. <laughs> I'll say the one thing that's very interesting for me is that when I, I think I got into high school, I had read about the fact that there was actually nobody that historically was really a King Arthur, that mm-hmm. it was really just several different legends that all became kind of compiled into one. So it's an amalgamate of all these different ideas. So you're saying King Arthur is Voltron. Got it. Yes. All right. So there were five different people who snapped in together. And over... I'll form the head. Exactly. Ho- horrifying. <laughs> <No>. Terrifying. <laughs> they, they use the guy's actual arm. <laughs> I was a body, but now I'm a whole arm. Yeah, that it's just a flesh any... wound. Yeah. Um... It doesn't make any sense. So I, I'm kind of curious to see when they do change Arthurian legend or when they do add something to the lore or when they do make another attempt looking right at you trust I'm looking right at you Transformers terrible movie that you decided to all of a sudden put a King Arthur legend into it things like that are frustrating for me every once in a while yeah and I guess even just for that Transformers movie which kind of feels like my Voldemort like I almost don't want to name it because it's so bad yeah it was just a bunch of people who were around in a room that were like what could we pitch over the course of a weekend and write a spec script on, and somebody was like, why don't we just do King Arthur? Like, right. Maybe try a little harder. I kind of like that, though. Like, that historically, people are, like, doing stuff, and then the historians at the time don't really care about who did it. They just want to kind of, like, 
build like this Uber man who like did all these amazing things and was kind of a, he was beyond any of them. I kind of mm. like that. I mean, I think it's interesting. I just think that when you see it in Transformers last night, it's just you said it. I know. Yeah. Damn it! It's so it's so muddled and challenging to yeah. watch. That look, that's a fair point. No man <laughs> yeah. wants to become Transformers last night. <laughs> if that is what you're looking up to, we could recommend a dozen or so better Transformers movies or but, television shows. Okay, that you so watch. would do you think then there's no wrong lore about? king arthur like this now is this show is now king arthur lore it's just as accurate as the rest of it uh, that's, that's a, a real that's a that's point a, that's an interesting point um i mean except for the football players being taken back in time <laughs> oh you mean when they landed the lost <laughs> you everybody? don't know that you're not a historian no I, and historian <laughs> <laughs> you showed um, me man well uh before we kind of get too far into the cartoon we want to mention that this is of course a listener recommendation and so we had Josh Ray write in and recommend this cartoon for us to watch tonight. So thank you, Josh, for writing in. He says, it's a fun take on the Arthurian legend, which I think we may or may not have already disagreed with that, uh, and an extreme example of 90s style. If you take out the word fun, I agree with his sentence. <laughs> uh, needs more surge to make it extreme. Uh, ooh, just the cola in general? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe jolt? Capri Sun. Jolt, Capri, Capri Sun, or... Uh, what are the ones that uh they I, were they like Kool-Aid like they had like they came in their own little bottle? Oh, it was the uh the Kool-Aid uh like twist off cap guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, those were so good. Didn't you get all excited when Tab came out? I love Tab. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> are you trying little to date lesbian are you, girl here? Yeah. <laughs> are you trying Brent, are you trying to further date us on this show? Yeah. Cuz I think I think Kaylin and I are almost the same age. That's about right. Yeah. We're going to well, go back in time, though. Okay. Well, time has been kind to one of you. Uh, it's Sean. What's your excuse, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you are not familiar with King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, let's get into a little bit of history. This show is an animated series produced by Golden Films, C&D, and Bobot Entertainment. The series was created by Gene Choplin along with Diane Esgenazi of Golden Films and Avi Arad of Toy Biz Chairman and CEO and the founder of Marvel Studios, who were also the executive producer of the series, which lasted for two seasons of 13 episodes each. So a total of 26. We did not hit cartoon syndication with this one. Its first episode aired on September 13th of 1992, and the last episode was on December 12th of 1993. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So... Maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Yeah. Uh, is syndication always been 100 episodes? Uh, for cartoons, it's 65. Oh. Yeah. It's a, it was 100 for like live action, right? Like sitcoms and uh, drama. Yes. Okay. That's a neat little fun fact. Was Avi uh, Avred, who was a Toy Biz, was he with Mattel before to- Toy Biz? If he was, then this holds up for your theory for the yeah, actual yeah, yeah. toys. Yeah, okay. It makes a lot of sense then. This is all kind of beginning to fall in line really quickly like all the pieces are coming to place just yes. like those mega blocks that brent yes. hated growing no up. none of those came into place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh let's break it down because this is a this is a little bit curious and just in terms of plot synopsis and so to help me out kaylin's going to help with sort of the first part and then brent's going to finish this out great so king arthur and the knights of the round table are trapped in a cave of glass by arthur's sister the evil enchantress queen morgana what a bitch <laughs> Uh, the wizard, the spooky wizard Merlin, unable to free King Arthur and the knights himself, searches the timeline for replacement knights. Uh, he makes the dumbest possible move by finding the quarterback of the New York Knights football team, 
Arthur King. You get it? Get it? Arthur King, not King well, Arthur. Do went, you get it? Do you get my joke? Do you he, get it, Brent? Do you went, get it? He went to on-the-nose college. Yeah. <laughs> he transports him and his teammates, who are some of the most misogynistic people ever in a cartoon, to Camelot after one of their football games. He appoints Arthur King. Do you get it? Do you get it, Sean? Do you get the joke? I, I get okay. It, I get the joke. Uh, as their leader. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Uh, with his teammates as the new Knights of the Round Table and assigns, and assigns them, excuse me, the task of freeing the true king and the knights. Why are they Knights of Justice then? Is that just a name? I think that they're just Knights of the Round. And then I think when this new replacement, this JV squad comes in, yeah. that's when oh. Merlin's like, we got to do a rebranding session. Let's just call them Knights of Justice. Oh, got it. Because right. I think if you, had, if, you had, you know, if you had too many knights, it'd be so confusing, which is definitely the case. Too many knights is the name of a great song, I think. Like a disco song, maybe? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. So to free the true king and knights, they must find the 12 keys of truth. One for each knight that only the knight in question can initially touch. Once all the keys are found, the real knights will be free and the team will return home. In the meantime, they pledge, quote, fairness to all to protect the weak and vanquish the evil, end quote. (laughs) The knights are armed with special armor and are able to summon their respective creatures at any time when in battle armor, but they don't do whenever they should. These animals, such as King Arthur's dragon, are emblazoned on their shields. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. There really isn't. It no, sounds, it's pretty... It, that's the show, right? Yeah. It, it sounds, from the synopsis, a lot wordier than it should be, but when you break this down, it's a very quick hero's journey with a couple different elements from other shows and cartoons that we've probably seen, which will kind of be fun to, to kind of pepper in throughout our discussion tonight. But we can't talk about a cartoon with first, and I feel like this continues to be my thesis statement, and if I could go to cartoon college for any reason, this would be my dissertation. Let's talk about this theme song. Brent. Are you doing the X-Men theme That's song? the X-Men theme song. <laughs> and it's that the exact the... same as this theme. That is Although the... they do it in a higher pitched, you know, somehow rockier 90s way. Uh, they, my favorite part of the theme song is that uh, one of the lines that they have is that they've got to fight crime, which I guess is technically true, but isn't really under the purview of the Knights per se. They're more just fighting a giant army of warlords. Right. So, I mean, it does say, and to your point, it says knights fighting evil and crime. That is the second line from the intro. And and to your point... fighting evil and petty theft. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a guy at an ATM in like ye olden times putting like a piece of wood into... (laughs) Stop it. Like, and somebody just mugging him. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's interesting. So, as you had mentioned... You know, is crime really a part of this? Any other particulars from this theme song? Because you're, you're talking about lyrics right now, and they're, they're short, but they're very interesting. Um, well, I guess when the lyrics are, you know, when the theme song is actually coming up, the thing that I'm more focused on is the fact that you can't understand any of them. You have to actually, like, go and look up lyrics. And so if, like, or turn you, on the subtitles. Well, if you're a kid, you don't know how to turn on the subtitles. So, like, you just have to wait four decades in order to, like, Google or, like, a decade for the Google to exist. Right. In order to find out what they were actually uh, you singing. You need the about. liner notes for this cartoon. Yeah. Remember liner notes from CDs? Well, they're back. Yeah. Oh, God. In pog form. Also, the whirlwind of different characters swirling around reminded me a lot of, like, 
shitty anime st- uh, anime styles that are out of date at this point. Yeah, and it, it definitely had like that sort of late '80s like quasi metal, not really like, metal anymore, but like you know bands like Poison or you know Latter Day Motley Crue, right. uh, where they're like just more like pop metal. Uh, it reminded me of like a lesser song from the Transformers the movie soundtrack from the Ooh, 80s, yeah. which was actually a very good soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Uh, but like it's just it's very generic and cheesy sounding. Right. Like that kind of like if a YouTuber wanted to like pretend to do Metallica. That's right. And it's like it's 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 actually that kind of music that came in the wake of like Nirvana and grunge where, you know, pop metal was was sort of like left behind but there were still some acts trying to like cash in on it. And it's it's very funny because I think that you guys would also uh remember this cartoon too uh from Malibu Comics the cartoon Wildcats. Oh. That they have which has a very very classic cartoon theme song which is again a contemporary of this show but again mm-hmm. it's it's piggybacking and taking a lot of the same ideas of that kind of pop metal which it's an extremely frustrating and satisfying theme song to watch for a cartoon but again you can't make out a single word that they're saying other than like wildcats wildcats it's really choppy so sean one of my wizard powers is mansplaining and wildcats was not a malibu comic actually it was an image comic oh thank you um (laughs) actually he does mansplain wait actually wait you know you're actually not wrong i just realized that because malibu owned image initially and then image like separated off you just well actually yourself i did well actually myself that's how good a wizard i am if if i'm wrong i want to be corrected so thank you but you're Uh, not wrong but you're not actually wrong because i just remembered that malibu (laughs) owned image at the very beginning of time and then marvel (laughs) bought malibu in the mid 90s and they tried to retcon in some of the additional characters that they were did. There. Yeah, yeah, like Prime. Yep, and it was not great. Mm-mm. No, did not work. Uh, I want to say this. Do you guys remember, uh, for especially this first episode that we we watched tonight, um, there was this little bit of an intro that they had from uh, from Merlin. He goes, uh, from then, or and then from the field of the future, a new king will come to save the world of the past. That's the equivalent of when that guy comes on at the end of Thriller and he just starts talking. You mean <laughs> Vincent the, Price? That's it. That that's guy? Right. Yeah. Vincent fucking Price? <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember his name. I'm not best friends with him. But it's no, just, this weird, just this extra spoken word portion that's unnecessary. Oh, it's that's a great part of Thriller. I don't know what you're talking about. I meant for here, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I hate it in Thriller. Oh. I think that it's interesting because, you know, there's sometimes cartoons in, in this era can suffer from adding too much exposition. Mm-hmm. And it could be about like a minute long. This guy comes in around the 30 second mark, a little bit over, uh, doesn't have a ton of exposition that's in it, has this kind of rocking guitar lick theme song. As you mentioned, Brent, the the lyrics are a little bit wonky, but it kind of sets up and and is an enjoyable portion to kind of like psych you up and get you excited for this cartoon in general. Um, and it's it's weird because you have such a huge cast of characters and they probably thought to themselves, if we add an extra 30 seconds and make this longer, we could easily do a roll call. Because again, it's King Arthur and there, I believe there are 12 knights mm-hmm. that they have, you know, typically in lore and also now in the cartoon, they have 12 additional knights uh, that serve at the round table with him. Uh, so you've got a lot of people to go to, to kind of go through. Plus, then you have all of the villains to talk about as well. And so nobody ever really gets sort of a spotlight in terms of a roll call. So you're just kind of dumped in with all these dudes. That so, look the same. 
Yeah. They all look the same. Um, they all have the same shitty 90s haircuts, yeah. too. And oh, all of them have some weird accent, and you're like, wait, aren't you supposed to be the weird New Yorker? Yeah. Or wait, are you this stereotype of the Hispanic man? Yeah. Like, I don't know who's yeah. supposed to be who. Oh, and then there's the nerdy guy that really wants to see the museum. Oh, so that's our Screech, or whatever the hell his, his name is. His name is Zeke, and oh, it's weird it's, because... it's Screech, I'm sorry. Because they have to write in the actual notes on the Wikipedia page, they're like, Zeke, one of the more interesting characters who has seen very little throughout the show. And I'm like, well, what the <laughs> fuck? That... Oh. It's, it's like one of the writers was writing uh, of this show was writing that Wikipedia page. And I wanted to give Zeke a full character arc. It was actually it, yeah, Zeke, the voice actor playing Zeke, yeah. who wrote the Wikipedia page. It's just a bummer, too, that he like did not get to actually see that museum. But instead, he got history in another fashion. Oh, so, oh that's very profound. I like that. Yeah. I, I will say that for all of the actual visuals that we see as a part of the theme song, it's some of it felt like it was dedicated like the like the actual title bump that they had that was on there uh and maybe sort of the the dragon that we we kind of see at the end everything else felt like i could have watched it in a regular episode so this to me kind of felt like it was a hybrid with a little bit of dedicated animation mm. but a majority of it was just something that was recycled from the episode yeah to me it kind of felt like it was a 95 5 split in terms of what was there but i will say for what you did see visually they had a lot of really fun tableaus where you saw a couple people fighting like below a cliff and then you'd see Viper and Arthur kind of at the top of this kind of mountain uh, or kind of like a ledge kind of fighting above them. So you, you would see some interesting visuals in terms of how they would kind of arrange everybody in position uh, so that, I don't know, I guess you could kind of see more in terms of what was there. Sure, they're trying to extend, you know, their visual metaphor exactly. to represent what the characters' relationships are, Kaylin. That is called theming. Ooh, very good. That's Don't not what me. it's I'm called. The queen of France. <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> Kalen's like, uh-oh. Uh, but I think it's very interesting, and I like the fact that it all kind of culminates in a glimpse of Arthur's power from the crest with this dragon appearing. Uh, I know that Brent and I have watched a couple episodes beyond what we're going to talk about tonight. When the dragon kind of first materializes in an actual episode, in episode two, it kind of comes with sort of like a shitty kind of puff of smoke. From yeah, his, all of like, them, all the all the shields. Whenever you activate them, they have like a cloud of smoke, and then a giant animal comes out. But like when King Arthur does it, he sort of throws the shield down, and it kind of looks like a like a visualization of a fart, like a cartoon fart coming up from his <laughs> from his shield. And you're like, okay, well that kind of sucked. Did it did it not work? And then the shield glows and explodes into a dragon. That then he like Daenerys style rides. No. Away from what a coincidence! Uh, Brent's nickname in school was Poof the Magic Dragon. Oh, that hurt, brings up a lot of hurtful memories. <laughs> but also the next episode, the next episode, they forgot that dragon existed, and one of the characters is like, "Hey, come on, you know I don't even believe there's a dragon in well, this fucking place." Why know? is Joey Butafuco one of the characters? I don't like. know. That's what... I don't know why he goes bada bing, ba boo, beat da. Tony you know, Soprano he, is he like seriously one that, of the nights because he's the character who does that on the bus. He's like, "Hey, when we get to New York, you know the." There's going to be all these girls, but a boot, da, dee. And he's always eating pasta. Yeah. And he's always doing finger guns. It's very weird. Give oh. me some gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> and his name, lo and behold, is Truck. Is Truck? Is That's truck. a great name. Yeah. Truck. Truck. Yeah. Oh, very weird. Any, any final thoughts about the theme song itself? I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spent <laughs> all right well then let's let's roll into some of the actual animation and sort of the the animation style in terms of what we liked and what we didn't like and so brent 
What did you think about sort of the animation style for King Arthur? If so, when I was a kid, you you know, we had like those computer games where you would like do math problems or do word problems. This was the animation style that they would use for those like mm. animation oh, wow. graphics. It's really simplistic. People like I my first thought was, oh, they put masks on their faces to save the animators time so they didn't have to like do voices. Yep. Do, do their mouths. Mm hmm. Uh, it's, it was very, I'm glad I watched it on a phone as well because it was super, it's super grainy seeing it on a large TV. Yeah. It, uh, the, the version that we've watched and the version that is released is in a standard definition. Uh, it is not great and did not age well, uh, but it is available on Amazon prime to watch in its entirety. Well, I think just the first episode because I don't think you can watch anymore on prime. What? Yeah, you, oh, can. Yeah, you can. Really? Cause it's just, it's not letting me watch Oh anymore. no, no, no. So they don't. They threw it on Prime. They did not care about setting up a sequence. Oh. So you can find the episodes. They're all there, but they're never going to tell you, like, do you want to watch the next episode? Because they know you don't. <laughs> oh, <God. I> love <laughs> it's the one time of a show Amazon or Netflix doesn't allow you to binge it, even yeah. though there are subsequent episodes. That's hilarious. They, they just, they're they're looking out for you and your time. Yeah. They're just so, like, you could do other things. The animation style actually reminds me uh, a little bit of, uh, it's a hybrid of like the sort of action adventure stuff from the like the mid to late 80s. Like G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe and all that. But with the hybrid being um, more of the whimsical cartoon from that era as well there was one which the hobbit kind of um kind of but there's one that i'm thinking it was like a kind of like a soap opera car, uh, cartoon in the late 80s about a high school um do you know what i'm talking about i'm sure one of your listeners will be able to figure it out it's like the it, young and the restless I'm, like, I'm thinking of like recess and all these uh oh i remember that uh it wasn't but i don't think it was it wasn't recess. that was more that was more 90s yeah this was this was like i want to say somewhere between 89 and 91 and it was about like rich kids in high school. And so it had like a little bit of like a Saved by the Bell feel, a James little bit of Bond, like- James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr. for sure. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Saved by the Bell. It was a little bit uh, 90210, but it was like almost like kind of like before or right around or maybe even a contemporary of those huh. shows. But it, the animation style reminds me of that. So it's like they're, they're, it, it, it felt a little like a little dissonant at times. Okay. Um, but it's not good. It's not good animation. And this came out in 1992, right? This was Correct. the same year that the X-Men animated series came out and Batman the animated series came out as well. Batman still, uh, to this day, you know, 27 years later, looks phenomenal. Right. X-Men hasn't aged as well, but compared to this, it's like a Pixar cartoon. At it's least like there's some level of detail. There's some, like, better characterization. They didn't have any, like, the, at least X-Men had a template right. in the comics. This... Is just like here is twelve generic people. Right. Uh, we're gonna tweak them just in minor ways to make them look unique and drop them into stereotypes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say what's really interesting about this is the color theory for this show because we've talked about this a couple times, but this falls into the mm, traditional. I was just about to say the color theory for this show. <laughs> uh, but you know, Brent, you're welcome to. <laughs> No, no, I'll let you. You're, you're okay. probably yeah, going to say yeah, the same no, no, thing. No, no. So. I want to hear from Brent, actually. Yeah. Talk about color theory, Brent. You know what? You know, I've been Brent, talking a lot. Brent has actually messaged me a majority of his notes, so I can just kind of read through Sure. Um, which you. was a genius text, by the way, so thank you. Uh, a lot of it kind of talks about the fact that, you know, uh, in terms of the, the spectrum, just Roy G. Biv, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the good guys tend to be on the left-hand side, and a lot of the bad guys tend to be on oh, the right-hand side. So yeah. 
you'll see that there's a lot of uh, greens, purples, and blues that are used for our enemies. And mm -hmm. then you'll see that there's a lot of yellows, golds, reds, um, uh, you know, that are used for all of our good guys. Uh, it's kind of interesting to to see how well this falls in line. Is it a hard and fast rule every single time for these characters? Absolutely not. But a majority of the characters do fall into bad guy color theory, which is always kind of weird to see. That's interesting. Is that true for cartoons? Because I know in comics, it's usually primary colors were given to protagonists and secondary colors were given to antagonists. Hmm. So green, purple... Um, green and purple, especially, were given to like characters like the Green Gro Green Goblin, Joker. Uh, whereas like red and blue and even yellow is like those are like Superman's colors right, right there, right. and Wonder Woman's and Captain so, Marvel and Batman. Oh. Yeah, uh, and so I, I I mean I believe so. I think a lot of you know the the comic books that we've seen kind of growing up, and I'm sure that you know influences that a lot of these animators had as they were kind of developing and creating the color theory for this. Uh, kind of fell in line along with that too. I mean, you know, you look at, you were mentioning contemporaries for uh, X-Men, the animated series. You look at Apocalypse and he's just all blue and purple mm -hmm. and gray, you know? And so this, but then you you have Beast who's kind of all blue, but then he has sort of that red, uh, you know, black and, and gold flourishes like on his belt, you know, his... Mm -hmm. uh, his little underwear that he's wearing. I don't know why I described it in such a weird way. Other yeah, than saying, it's making like, me uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> no, 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 I'm getting I into myself, I just myself uncomfortable. I'm towards your crotch <laughs> I'm made myself uncomfortable yeah. with that. No, 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 <laughs> keep going. I'm, 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 I'm getting into this. Uh, his little, what like, else did he his wear? Little, yeah. uh, that was like it, though. He was just really hairy. Yeah, uh, um, it was hairy. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fell right into that one, guys. Damn. Uh, but I'd say for the animation style that they have for this, it, they've kind of either got like really chunky, thick, blocky style designs for the characters, mm -hmm. or it's like very sleek and rounded. And I, I had brought up an example when we were kind of talking pre-show of Lord Viper. If you look at a side profile picture of Lord Viper, who is sort of trying to obviously embody uh, a reptile, he but he's missing seventy like seventy five percent of his forehead is just completely rounded back in order to give him sort of this like slick very sleek, uh, you know, aggressive look. Hmm. It's trying to give him like a point to his head. Almost, like a point like on the back of his head, like uh, like if his hair was like kind of pulled back into like a spike. Yeah, like, okay, so that's like the equivalent of like a character who slicks their hair back uh, as a, you know, late 80s, early 90s kind of Wall Street villain. Oh, like Gordon Gecko. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, I will and say Go Gecko is a reptile, right? Oh, whoa! Oh. Crack the code. Damn, yeah. this uh, is an extended metaphor for, <laughs> for Wall Street politics. For Wall Street, we had Wall Street. Uh, Oliver we Stone Street did direct too. the third episode of this the series. This is a critique of Reaganomics. <laughs> yeah. It all makes sense yeah. now. It, you know, we had Wall Street, and we had Wall Street Two. Money never sleeps. If this is Wall Street Three. I'm going to be really pissed off. The last now. night. The last, damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, you know, it writes itself. I just realized another influence on the show, it just came to me, was uh, Connecticut and King Arthur's Court. Connecticut Yankee. Yankee King, King Arthur's Court. Oh, with the Mark Twain. So, so in the second episode, one of the characters goes, you know, it smells like Connecticut. It looks like Connecticut, but I don't really think this place is Connecticut. Seriously? Yes. Oh, wow. So that is, 100%. it's very much on the nose. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually a really good book. I don't know if you guys ever read it. Or yeah, not. I have not read it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, one of Mark Twain's earlier books. Okay. Oh, good to know. Yeah. 
Uh, I will say this blocky appearance that we see for all of these characters even extends into their weapons. Their weapons are blocky and sometimes comically huge that they have. Hammers, giant hammer, giant axe. Right. Giant hammer, axe, giant hammer that throws an axe. Yeah. It's spear gun. You know, I got to say we've been shitting on the show a little bit, but I don't actually hate the armors. I don't. Uh, I don't think they're that bad looking. No, I don't think they're that bad. I do think it's very funny. Uh, How we they actually... electrocute all these horses right here <laughs> yeah. when they're doing their She-Ra transformation. Yeah. They're just zapping horses. Yeah, no horses were uh, injured in the making of this cartoon except for that one because oh. he deserved it. I mean, they just they add giant pieces onto each one of these horses, like yeah. rockets and missile launchers, things that I didn't think they had back in Arthurian times. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently, I was wrong. Hey, they got to make a Toyotic, right? Well, why yeah. Why did the animators decide to make the horses look like the heroes? Who dresses their horse to look exactly like you? Uh, it's called Mattel Toy Manufacturer, <laughs> so they can sell the fucking accessories. Like, like Viper's, Viper's horse has a, a horse helmet with fangs, like horse So fangs. he doesn't lose his horse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that is... No, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, is that Steve's? <laughs> Does Steve have a green horse with Viper fangs? I don't know. No, I think it's Lord Viper's. Yeah, Lord Viper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably, Make sure the title's in there. But I don't want to, I wouldn't want to give him the wrong horse. <laughs> yeah. Also, Lord Viper, uh, in Arthurian legend, I mean, like, you know, Morgana Le Fay is a villain and she's a villainess on the show. Right. And then you had Mordred, who is King Arthur's bastard son, who's, uh, you know, a villain in Arthurian legends. Where the hell did Lord Viper come from? Is that like just like made up for the show? They're like, oh, snakes are bad. Let's throw no, a snake Kaylin. in the- Kaylin, they went to the history books. They really did their research. <laughs> are you, yeah. Kaylin, are you the saying that they did I'm just wondering. Look, I want some historical like relevancy. Uh, I don't know. Kaylin, just- this is a show that's willing to electrocute horses when they have cars. <laughs> Are you telling me they there didn't are put no in the cars effort? in like whatever ninth they century? They're driving they a drove car a bu- right now. Well, they have that's that little a, cart that they uh, have. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's like, that's, you know. They've but got, they also did like drive a bus into it and then it just magically disappeared yeah. and they woke up. That's so actually, where is the bus? There's only 11 guys. There's The bus is also one night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Sir Bus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just, uh, his emblem is just an engine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just like, whenever he backs up, it just goes beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I will say that, you know, we we talked a little bit about, you know, Mattel kind of taking the toy. I wanted to also talk about another cartoon or just mention another cartoon very quickly that was uh, 89 to 91, Captain and the Game Master. I feel like this is going to be a change my mind meme for me is that I think that the image that they have for King Arthur looks identical to Kevin and that Princess Guinevere, or I'm sorry, Queen Guinevere uh, looks identical to Princess Lana from Captain N. Uh, and the, Lana? the game master Lana, L-A-N-A. Lana, Lana. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> so it's it just it, they look almost identical, and so I feel like this cartoon would have come out uh, about a year after Captain N had had ended its run. I feel like they're just kind of like almost straight ripping off these characters. That's like what uh, like someone did that and showed it with like gifs or videos where Disney would do the same exact dances yes. for characters. Right. Just they would just take the same pages and then put a dress on the character or give them hair. Yep. Like different character. Yep. Hanna Barbera uh, did that for ages in the sixties and seventies. Yes. Uh with Scooby Doo cartoons, mm-hmm. with Yogi Bear cartoons, like right, the Flintstones. Yeah, the Flintstones, Jetson. When all you, that stuff. Like when you, you realize like Jabberjaw, that, any of those other oh cartoons. Oh god, yeah, Jabberjaw was just that was Scooby Doo like yeah. underwater. When you yeah. realize that Yogi Bear and 
Fred Flintstone have the same outline. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it is, but they both like their picnic baskets. Uh, mm. Picnic. We've talked a lot about a bunch of the characters that we have, and so we have a huge cavalcade of characters for this show. I wanted to ask, was there any one character that you, you loved? Was there any one character maybe that you hated? So the visual of one of the uh, the villains, he was the one in all blue that kind of had an avian features. Oh, I thought uh, it was Blackwing. Blackwing. I thought he was actually had uh, an interesting visual element. Did you like him. that he had claws on his wings and on his feet? Uh, like that's a normal what, bird? <laughs> that's what made it. That's what made it. Hey, birds are just modern day dinosaurs, so why not? You know what? That's a really true point. Yeah. Oh, says the spooky wizard. Mm. Uh, did you like it was because he's fly or because he was triangles? He's all triangles. Uh, I liked the ge- the geometry of all of his like angles. I think he was like the more one of the more interesting visual designs. I think most of the villains look pretty generic. Even even Lord Viper looked like a Ninja Turtle like a reject a little bit. But um, some of the heroes look kind of interesting. But uh, was it Blackwing that was his name? Blackwing, yes. Yeah, Blackwing actually had some uh, some cool elements to him. But like. As far as characters go, they they all seem rather generic. They're all like ethnic stereotypes, and you know, I don't know. Um, I I liked Merlin because he was such a petty bitch. He's like, <laughs> I don't have that much power, and then five seconds later, Galadriel or whoever it was is like, by the way, you have tons of power, and he's like. Uh, I'll get someone else to fight my fight. <laughs> so I, let me go through time, get some people, and then strand them here unless they find keys for me. I, I want to back Brent up on this 100% and say that there is one line that he has uh, where he just, where, where he, right when he loses Queen Guinevere and he just goes, and it almost sounds like a, he, it sounds like a defeated exhale where he just goes, no, not Queen Guinevere. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Oh, you you slightly stubbed my toe. Oh, not no. Queen Guinevere. He just, uh. It was so labored. It was like, okay, granted. Can someone please get me a glass of water. <laughs> granted, he did just create a shield over a majority of the castle at that point. So, yeah. like, I could see maybe he's a little bit tired. And he's been using a lot of magic defending the, the castle itself and Queen Guinevere from these constant onslaughts from these warlords, but just the just the exasperated, just like oh no, <laughs> just just take her, guys, just have her. I don't, I, I can't so be bothered. Tired. anymore. I, I'm, I'm not just gonna, powerful. Enough. Listen, it, I'm just gonna watch Marvelous Miss Maisel right now. <laughs> I'm so hungover. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving this couch. And that wizard's name was Adam Kasari. Um. <laughs> okay, I, I, Lord Viper with his near football helmet. Yeah, uh, it's a very uh, weird uh, villain. He I just he just want yeah well he's got the arena football helmet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just wants to what it, that's next FL player right there it's so hard to tell what he wants I mean obviously it's like generally power and fortune whatever but he just seems like he's capturing Guinevere I don't I don't get it I don't get what his motivate what's his motivation yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure either he just wants to be loved I think I mean his name is Lord Viper yeah. you know. I'm going to point out that I think that it's very interesting that we have talked more about the villains in this as well as also a lazy wizard so far and not about any of the the actual knights of the round or knights of justice as well as also King uh, Arthur. Like I said, they're incredibly generic. You've got Arthur King, who's this sort of uh, you know square-jawed, heroic prototype. And then everybody, all the other knights are just, you know, you got, you know, Bada Bing, you got Arsenio <laughs> Hall, 
Uh, you have, you know, Screech from Saved by the Bell who wants to go see a museum. Uh, you know, they're 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 not characters; they're just stereotypes. Yeah, right? uh, th- I think probably the reason is because the villains all have more unique armor. They look like their weapon, so I'm like, oh, that's axy guy, that's hammery guy, right? Uh, whereas the heroes in the future episodes, you start to see, oh, that guy has like a hammer on his chest. He's going to build a glide hang glider to right. I wish I was making that yeah, up. Yeah, he's not, he's not what? making this up. Yeah. Um, that, that, it's by their actions that you kind of very slowly start to learn who they are. Right. Even in the second episode, you know, with Truck was suddenly saying like, ooh, hey, I guess I, gotta, I guess I gotta summon a ram from my chest. And like he just drops his shield, you know, when they're stuck in this ravine. He's like, oh, hey, how are we gonna get out of here? Yeah. I don't know why he sounds like a oh, character no. from like Welcome Back, Mr. So that wasn't, that wasn't Truck. That was a different character. Who also sounds like Tony Danza? Got it. So he's like, "Hey, he was the boss." Hey, Angela. So this, yeah, Angela. Angela. So this, this ram comes out of his shield, and he's like, "But first, I gotta see if it's a tough enough animal to run with me." And so then he he fights a ram for literally three seconds. He's like, "This ram's good in my book." Not only fights him, but without a helmet on, headbutts the ram. Mind you, this is a ram the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> Headbutts this Volkswagen ram. It was a Dodge ram. Yeah. Oh, oh damn it. That's so much better. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wizarding powers are strong. Um, yeah, I have to say, I agree. I, I like Blackwing. I felt like a majority of the villains that were in this were more compelling or more interesting. Well, I think that's true of cartoons of this era and like right before it. Like G.I. Joe, Cobra always looked cooler. All yeah. like I always wanted like you know the Cobra Commander and Destro and that like was, all... that's this discount person. Yeah, he's discount Destro. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> discount. Five and below Destro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like when I would want a toy. Uh, my parents would take me to the toy store and they would be like, "Well, this one's on sale. Let's give you this one." I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> so it's, like, it's not even GI no, Joe. We got it's... you your Cobra. You wanted this Cobra. <laughs> yeah. No, mom, this is Viper. Mom, it says GI <laughs> joke on the actual. <laughs> I don't fucking want it. <laughs> Um, what is you this? got me a GoBot instead of a Transformer mom. How dare you? Yeah. Can we talk for a second about Guinevere? Yeah. And how creepy. So the show did not do a good job of like explaining expositionally. The knights and King Arthur are currently like embedded in glass. Yeah. Under a mountain. Mm-hmm. And these guys are going to somehow just like replace them. No one's going to notice. Everything's going to be fine. But immediately... Guinevere is betrothed to King Arthur by Merlin, who knows it's a different person. Yeah. And and Queen Guinevere, the entire time, even her handsmaid, even her attendant is like, are they not talking a little bit weird? And she's like, yeah, I know that they're talking a little bit weird, but like, I see the man that I love. And you're like, Oh, this yeah. is like, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. You in danger girl. <laughs> yeah. That's a different person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very weird. I mean, first they get land of the losted into coming into this environment by right. going up this like shortcut. Uh, was it like cliffs Creek? Yeah. That they have as a da- part of the danger short- road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's bad, take the shortcut. <laughs> yeah. Bad idea. Like Boulevard. Yeah. It, it's just so they lightning mountain. <laughs> Oh, it's called Cliff Road Shortcut. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they go, yeah, they no, go down this way. That was the writers going, I don't know what to call it yet. It's a cliffy road shortcut. <laughs> oh, guys, uh, we got to figure this out before we go to lunch. Any Anybody no, got any I, pitches? I'm hungry. Let's go now. Let's okay. just stick yeah. it, leave it. As, we'll, we'll change it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do it in later. post. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll figure it out later. No problem. So they, 
they go through all of this. Uh, they get here. We're now at the point where I think we can very, like, I think we're all ready to talk about the plot of this show. Yes. And we're definitely not going to go beat by beat. If we did that, I feel like we would just get hung up on some of the most bizarre, inane things that are from this, such as the football portion of this, or how this is actually kind of divided into three separate stories, uh, you know, that kind of all come together, or three separate acts that come together actually relatively nicely towards the end, which was sort of surprising to see that happen. The other uh, part of this I'm just reminded of, uh, especially with the protagonists being football players, do you remember the 1980 Flash Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. Flash. Ah, Great soundtrack. Savior of the universe. God bless you, Queen and Freddie Mercury. Um, Flash Gordon in that version of uh, of the movie was a football player. Oh, yeah. And so they brought him into um, whatever the planet is where Ming the Merciless has taken over. Um, Mongo, I think is the name of the planet. I think so. Um, and uh, like he's a football player. In that. That's so, actually an important plot point for that movie because yeah. he actually uses the football. He, yeah, he does. For very important things. Yeah. Oh. It's a terrible movie, but it's a lot of fun. Well, in this one, I mean... <laughs> Really, the way the fact that they're football players, who hasn't noticed the similarities between early medieval horse fighting and 90s college football? I mean, they're just there. I you think they're see. pro. Oh, fine. Pro. Yeah. Are they a pro team? I don't know. I thought that they were just a high school team. Were they high yeah, school? I thought they were high school, too. Oh, I, I thought because it says they're the New York Knights. But so. that's what's weird, too, is because one of the characters, Tank, the tr- Trunk, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Truck. 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 <laughs> he says, Let's just call him T. He goes, Mr. he's T. like, hey, guys, once we get to New York, like they've never been there. Oh, well, in the... Pre- in the uh, Maybe they were New York State and not New York uh, City. Oh, yeah. okay. So they're like, you know, they're yeah. from... They're clearly from Ithaca. I mean, look yeah. at them. Yeah. <laughs> Those was, look, look at that guy's nose. Like, he's completely from upstate. Okay, so he's like, Merlin's like picking out. He's like, all right, I got, I got any time I want to pick... 12 guys. I can kind of get why you might not go in the past because that might be a shock to them to like come forward oh, in time yeah. and see all this stuff. But someone mm. from the future, all right, pick from them. Who would you pick if you were Merlin? Uh, 12 angry men uh, from oh, the jury. Damn it. I was like 12 good. buff historians <laughs> or uh, but maybe, enough about your sexual dreams. Maybe a platoon from like World War Two. Oh, or, I, was, I was legit thinking soldiers. Like you, why would you not want to bring back soldiers? Get who like are ready two, to fight? twelve, two SEAL Team Six. they just just take a lord viper like before the before the opening credits done they come out with assault rifles i just want to be very clear do you think for the seal team numbers brent that that dictates the number of people who are in that platoon if i said yes would you mock me uh no i'm not going to i just wanted to set the record straight then no okay (laughs) then you are correct yeah (laughs) seal team five it's only got hold on seal team team one's only got one person it's a really tough guy yeah i was gonna say he's very effective (laughs) he's a team of one just brock Samson. that's what happens when uh die hard happens i love brock samson adventure brothers so good god so for the plot obviously not going to go beat by beat but i wanted to just kind of turn this over brent kalen do you guys have any questions from this episode that you're you're dying to get answered? Oh, I have some questions. Yes. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull up my notes. Because let's get to the bottom of this. Okay, hold on. Pulling up my notes. Yeah. Um, who greenlit this cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> what Wait. was the point? How dare they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where did this air? 
When will this cartoon be over? Why did I subject myself to this? Well, yeah, was, this are- was this actually a Saturday morning cartoon? Uh, I actually don't know what channels this actually You're getting off brand, man. You're getting on. off brand. Well, so this, if it lasted, what, 26 episodes? So this it was would... on uh, Amazing Adventures, which was a, 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 the Bobot Kid Network. Okay. And so I think that this ended up getting like rebroadcast on a lot of different networks. All right. Um, so, so probably like whatever the UHF channels were like back in the day. Like I believe the Pre-CW, so. pre-WB, pre-UPN, uh, whatever those were. Um. But, but the number of episodes would make it weekly and not daily because it was only 26 episodes total, right? Uh, 26 episodes. So this would have been like maybe like a part of like the WB stations that yeah, they had that yeah, were back yeah, in yeah, the yeah. early 90s oh, yeah, that were yeah. airing cartoons uh, because the synonymous blocks that they had during this time were like extreme dinosaurs and extreme Ghostbusters and Mask, <gasps> the animated series, and Adventures Mask. of Sonic the Hedgehog. And yeah. So, uh, and Extreme Ghostbusters was actually not bad. It's not the worst. No. It it's did. not as good as the real Ghostbusters. Correct. Which is amazing. Yeah. That was a great cartoon. Yes. So it, it's so a lot of these things were were on here, and I believe it was WB stations that it was airing on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just kind of keeping that in mind. So that helps to answer one of your questions, Galen. Um so they they go back in time, they fall down the rabbit hole. They're like in a completely different place. A right. guy shows up. He's like, I'm Merlin. They give him a little bit of pushback. Har har, you're Merlin. They did just disappear through their bus through a wormhole. Then Merlin says, you've got to do this task. They take five seconds to go, we're in. Nights, 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 justice, justice, justice. <laughs> I want to know what was the thought process of every character <laughs> on in that moment. I wish they could do an, an entire episode where it's just breaking down each of their perspectives. Now, if they did that for the full first season, I would be like, okay, that's impressive. Yeah, like this. Because it's like I, everybody has <laughs> doubts about, you know, doing this. Like, you know, one of them's like attracted to like, you know, Arthur and they're like, I- I'll stick around and see where this is yeah, going. Okay. You know, we, make we, one okay, game. Okay, Lance. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, go on over here or whatever. Lance bats like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, is Pride Month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say to to answer one of your questions, I think that because they all sort of believe in Arthur King, our our main character, when he gets that moment when he's prompted by Merlin, uh, where he just goes, you know what, guys, I don't really know what to say, but I, I believe this guy. I think everybody rallies behind him. It's the quickest hero's journey I think I've ever seen in <laughs> anything. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, no, no, no chance for like uh, self doubt whatsoever. Yeah, right. they the meeting of the goddess happens at the exact same time as the call to adventure. Yeah, as the accepting of the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They find out who they really are in that moment. Right. It's, well, you know. I, I know that we're talking about just sort of the the haste in terms of getting there, but I will say for this cartoon, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that it got to what the, the point was very quickly, and it didn't sort of, uh, you know, wane or, or kind of go in a different direction. It was like, hey, the first act, you know, uh, Camelot's under siege. Second act, we got kids on a field trip who are about to die on a school bus. And then the third act is just sort of like, let's get to the adventure pretty quickly. If know? this was a comic, a Marvel comic in the 2000s, it, this would have taken 12 issues to get to the end point so yeah. they can fill it up with two trade paperbacks. I don't hate I, I that. Agree. I don't hate that economy. I think that there's a certain sense in which if you're coming to the show. Hey, not in this economy. Oh, uh, uh, sluggish. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> if uh, if you're coming to this show, you're not uh, you're not obsessed with character development or anything like that. And I don't know what degree to which any cartoon that was like this really had that much. But I'm sure that in later seasons, you kind of got longer story arcs. Well, do you remember the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from Absolutely. the 80s? Um, I feel like I'm making a lot of old references, but uh, this is to show how old I am. No, no, Caitlin, for you, they're references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, they had these kids in the modern era, and they go on this ride called Dungeons and Dragons. They actually just show all of that in the opening credits, mm -hmm. and then uh, they are taken by their version of Merlin, the Dungeon Master, right. to be able to fight uh, Venger, who is the like demonic-looking villain. And I feel like the kids immediately just adapt to it. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the show is them like really missing, um, you know, their time and them struggling to get back there. Uh, and so, kind of working together and empathizing with one another about how hard it is to be away. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that was a really smartly done version of, you know, taking uh, modern day protagonists out of their era into a, a sort of a, a past era and them just throwing them into the adventure, but then having subsequent episodes to sort of deal with the trauma of that. Right. Yeah, can I uh, give you a little hint? They don't deal with any of that trauma. I don't think... I, no, 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 no I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect that they would. <laughs> yeah. I felt like they just like accepted. They're like, cool, we're here now. Most of them have lines like, man, it's great. You know, I'm going to go on this adventure and I get to beat someone up too? That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the dialogue that you'll hear is like, whoa, it smells pretty weird down here. And then Queen Guinevere is like, that's the smell of evil. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, cool. That's the cool. smell of no indoor plumbing. <laughs> they, they, everyone, everyone, walks in, everyone walks in quipping like, oh, this isn't my type of place. And you're like, all right, calm down. It's fine. It's <laughs> a cave. Pretty relaxed. No one's asking out. you to sleep here, Tom. <laughs> Trunk. Yeah, Trunk. <laughs> uh, Kaylin, did we have an actual opportunity to answer your questions? <laughs> uh, no, I think those are just more rhetorical. rhetorical. I just, um, it, they're existential questions. Like, why am I here? What why am did, I doing? Okay, why did they design the asses of these uniforms to be so perfectly spherical? They could have gone with like something more mundane, but they really show every muscle on the back. Um, hey, it's Pride Month. That's why, Brent. It's also weird, too, because I've never seen armor on a man where the man also has camel toe. <laughs> it's very, very, very confusing. They're like, give everything camel toe. Uh, the, horse is, camel the horse toe. is camel toe. Yeah. I believe it's called mammal toe on a guy. Yeah. The dresses, the dresses are also gonna have camel toe. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. The battle cart, cart toe. You know what? Just... Fuck it. Give his sword camel toe. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's with King you. Arthur as as it was intended. Yeah. Honestly, I would have watched a cartoon that was just like, just different camels. <laughs> yeah, we could call it Sex Caliber. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> You're like a sex magician here. You know that, right? I kept thinking it was sex. I kept thinking Ooh. this is the future and future king. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Right. Did you ever read that? Did you ever read that novel? Yeah, I, re king? I remember uh, in uh, middle school. It was assigned to us as summer reading, yeah. and I didn't know that. And then we like started class, and I had to just like power read through the one. So you watched the Disney Sword in the Stone, which is really the first book. No, I actually I watched X Men when uh, Magneto was reading the Once in Future King, and felt like that was enough for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to ask then. Were there any moments in particular? Because I know we talked a little bit about some of the negative and some of the positive that's in here too. Was there was there any particular moment that you actually really enjoyed? 
the closing credits. Wow. Well, you know what? I hated the closing credits. How could you hate the closing credits? It was it was just the guitar like lick that they had like the ding ding ding. Well, because it wanted yeah, because it wanted to amp me up at the end. I I I'm fine with that guitar licking like you know lick the guitars while the action's happening. Tongue fuck that guitar. <laughs> no, I just think I think my favorite part is the the fact that they decided to use actual football techniques to uh, do horse on horse combat. Huh. Huh. It like, just seems like such like a, this is a blitz. It just like, seems like a terrible idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, safety. Like the things that make good football don't make good medieval combat. No. Yeah. They don't. There are no first downs in medieval combat. No. Or second or third or fourth. Yeah. Kalen, anything that you particularly enjoy? I actually did like the character designs. I know I've like talked about that before. Like Blackwing looks very cool. Lord Viper, I don't hate his design as weird as his helmet is. Uh, you know, the animation is very poor, but I can see the designers of this were like, we're going to get a little creative. Like one of the one of the villains has like axes all over his helmet. And like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, you know, if I were like a 10 year old kid, um, I'd be like, oh, this looks really cool. And I think I want the action. That figure. actually annoyed me. The any any flare on a helmet is a terrible idea. Oh, sure. I mean, you could just oh, like, a, like a Guy Fieri flame on the side of yeah, it just for uh, anything. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool with this oh. Punisher skull and bones. No, the the <laughs> the hooks, the wings, the flaps, all that stuff is just something for an enemy to grab the side of your head and yank you down. Uh, the good guys are using football techniques. I think any kind of semblance of realism is just gone. I mean, like Blackwing has claws on his wings. Well, Blackwing's hold- also like he has the ability to fly, and yet he's riding on a, a horse, horse too. Like, well, he's also confusing. lazy. Yes. I think everyone in the show is just super lazy. Uh, can relate. Uh, I will say, um, and I mentioned this off podcast. This cartoon made me go reread this comic uh, that came out in the '80s called Camelot 3000. It was published by DC Comics. It was set in the year 3000, as you can tell from the title. Uh, Earth is invaded by aliens. A young British kid, as he's trying to leave England, uh, ends up discovering the tomb of Arthur. Uh, inadvertently w- uh, reawakens him. Arthur. What a is- fortunate time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's uh, yeah, timing's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, timing is everything, really. And um, Merlin, you figure out, like, uh, Arthur Arthur and this kid, they free Merlin. Merlin is like, well, this is Earth's greatest time. Uh, uh, Earth needs you. And so they end up resurrecting the Knights of the Round Table, but they're all reincarnated into, into different bodies. And what mm-hmm. was really significant about it, again, this came out in the early 80s, it was one of the first times in a major comic that they showed a same-sex relationship because Sir Tristan was reincarnated as a woman, and uh, when he was in Arthurian times, uh, he was he had a lover named Isolde. Uh, There's even a play written about it, Tristan and Isolde. Uh, and Isolde is also reincarnated as a woman, and like she's cool with it. She's like, hey, it's the year 3000. Like, you know, let's just get, get it on. Uh, but Tristan is all about uh, like, well, I was a man, and like I can only love you as a man. Which is incredibly, if you think by the year 3000, like if our attitudes towards like same sex relationships aren't there yet, we're in some deep fucking trouble. I like that your favorite part of this show is a comic book that's completely unrelated. Yeah. And the comic does not, does not, it does not really hold up in a lot of ways either. No, it does not. Uh, But, but it made me go reread it because I read it as a kid and um, the art's wonderful. Some of the story's interesting, but uh, it's written. It's like anytime you're writing something about the future and it's 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 was written in the past, 
uh, it's going to have very like sort of regressive views about certain things because we've come pretty far as a society in the last 30, 35 years. You have to be, you have to be hyper progressive. They needed to have Tristan come back as a tree and be perfectly okay with it. And then yeah. Tristan and Isolde's love remains throughout time. I know. Yeah. Mm, All those beautiful. branches. They're hyper vegans. Yeah. And then they just leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, romantic. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask, obviously we're talking, you know, about the Arthurian legend. Wait, was there anything you loved or hated about this? Oh, well, oh, well thank you, Brent. Uh, I loved the uh, the weapon design. Um, I think for like all the battle carts, I know that we've kind of been joking about them, but they have like sort of this armadillo kind of wheel thing that has uh, spears and spice that it oh, shoots. Yeah. They have, one of them is just a a launcher that just throws axes. Yeah. It just, it like, it, it's like an ax that throws smaller axes from itself. And I was like, I fucking love this. This is so dumb, but I've never seen it before. So it just, it really made me laugh. And the, even the moment where they said like, our Lord Viper's like, fill the sky with boulders. And it's like actual catapults. But the catapult <laughs> is shaped like a dragon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think like stuff like that, like even the, the villains had a, it looked like a, uh, almost like a guillotine blade um, or kind of like a, like that a shot like a other pendulum. guillotine blades. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, but it was like on its side, you know? And so it was supposed to be like a, like a, like a guillotine battering ram. Yeah. I, just, it was just, it was one of those pendulum swinging yes, blades, like a curve, but they kind made of it like stationary and then yeah. horizontal. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the most effective way to hold that blade, yeah. just, it was like, Things like that. All their swords were covered in sheaths and pointed to the ground so no one got hurt. (laughs) And then they just had missiles on the side of every horse. And it was like, wait, why are you holding melee weapons when everything that you're riding, every mode of transportation? Yes. Yes. You guys have made projectiles and still. Also, why would you go into any sort of combat knowing that you can just summon a dragon like it's from a dragon ball on your shield right. and not just use that thing to fuck everybody all, up. All the time. Well, it's like every Voltron time. and the sword at the end of every episode of the original yeah. Voltron. It's like, oh, now I'll get the sword. Like, use the fucking sword from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, don't wait till the last few minutes. Yeah, you didn't have to wait on that one, Voltron. Like, yeah. you guys could have pulled that right out of your hat. You could have led with that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ugh. Burying the lead, why don't they? Yes. So that was my that was my yeah. favorite thing. That made me just laugh so stupid. That I kept going back and watching the axes being thrown because they're being thrown at the castle. Well, they also had the the spears, so the spears that are being fired like quick fire, and they're also explosive. So they're firing <laughs> exploding yes. spears at the guys, and the guys seem like oh uh uh like like that they've just been gently pushed past. In, in a busy hallway. <laughs> I, I also want to mention that like at the very beginning in act one where Merlin is defending the, the castle, there's one moment where he like, he gets up to the top to begin to like use his magic powers. And he's like kind of calling to the warlords, like you will never take this castle. And they have this like shot from like the bottom up of him. And you can see him like kind of raise his hand. It's powerful. It's a little menacing, uh, but the sky is just covered in uh, like lances and darts and arrows and axes. Yeah. And I was like, just the, the fucking nerve of this guy to even stand up and threaten them. I would have like been kind of like standing down there, kind of cowering, being like, all right, about time to use my magic powers right now. But I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting shot, but it's just so funny to see that it, it was like a young artist was like, 
how many axes do you think we could get in the sky right now? And somebody's like, I bet a hundred. And he's yeah. like, I bet a hundred and one. Like, don't prices right me, bitch, on this. Like, I'll fucking do whatever I want. Yeah, you know, the expression is raining axes and arrows. <laughs> oh, that, that old gemstone? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that was a remix of the Weather Girls song from the 80s. Oh, okay. yeah, it's raining axes. <laughs> That's, yeah. no. how, how would that go? Would it just be like, it's, it's raining, raining axes. axes. Hallelujah. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it's raining Merlin. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's raining axes. So we, we've talked a little bit about the Arthurian legend and lore that we have in here. Yeah. With regards to this particular show, is there a tweak that you would have made to help this better align or, or maybe improve upon the Arthurian legend that they're kind of putting forward for the cartoon? I mean... Later, I only watched the first episode, but if they had, you know, whoever the equivalent of Lance is, uh, I, I don't know if there's like a Lancelot equivalent on the show or not. His name is just Lance. Is it just Lance? It's, it's they, Is it just Lance? Kalen, they're not going too far with this. Uh, if he ends up having an illicit affair with Guinevere, because that's what happened in the Arthurian yeah. legends, uh, I'd be like, all right, respect. Uh, yeah, okay. So if there was more, if there was less positivity among every single teammate, like if there was like two or three of them that were kind of like, hey, should we just co-sign on to fight villains that we don't know and for a woman who probably is being subjugated right now? Like, do we just do whatever this guy in a robe says? He's the one who brought us here. Is that safe? Yeah. There's that. And then also we talked about off off podcast was it does not pass the Bechdel test at all. And it'd be interesting, obviously, you know. And that means it has a pH of nine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's very acidic. (laughs) Actually, that joke was pretty basic. uh, Um, Oh, yeah. But. uh, I'm going to say that I'm neutral on all of these (laughs) pH chips. Yeah. You're you're just you're a seven all the way. Kalen, why don't you mansplain the Bechdel test? Okay, so. uh, I think uh, Sean's listeners know what the Bechdel test, so I don't need to mansplain it. Mm. Uh, but it would have been interesting if they had brought in different protagonists from the modern era that w- w- had a kind of a, a women on the team as well. Uh, like that would have been much more interesting because you have women in this in this episode who are either uh, they are subjects to be rescued. Uh, I think Morgana Le Fay ends up being a villain, right? Yeah, Later on is, in the yes. show. She's actually like the main villain. She's the main villain. So that that's actually pretty cool. Uh, and then you have this sort of ethereal goddess. Uh, I don't even know what she is that's talking to Merlin uh, before he goes and like gets them from... Her um, name is Alexis. Eh, Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit Alexis? Yes, just right. a little. <laughs> just a little bit. All right. Um, so it would have been great if like some of the knights had ended up being women. Hmm. So it wasn't just all, you know, dudes. Yeah. No, yeah, I, but women can't play football, Kaylin. Now that would be a progressive future, <laughs> is if Merlin went like further in the future where women can play football. Right. And he just grabs a team. Oh, I'd love that. And yeah. it's like, like female eight Brienne you... of Tarths running around. Oh. Now that would be cool. That would be badass. Yeah. I would watch that. Uh if he had just gone forward and just gotten like the entire uh like United States. Olympic soccer team. That's and right. And like, oh, this is football, right? And just yeah. like pulled them and was like, yeah. here you go. You it's guys football. are good. It's just yeah. Mia Ham just running through, just actually going ham on everybody. Yeah. Like, I would watch the hell out of that. Fuck yeah. That would be great. I kind of almost thought that what would have been sort of a fun tweak to this is that if uh, if we can have this sort of ethereal goddess and we can have Merlin kind of summon people for the good side, 
could there be a villain of the week that they summon for the bad side? Like, could there be oh. somebody that they could also pull It's a rugby from the- team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just other sports teams. Like rugby lacrosse. is the most evil spot, sport ever. Ooh, okay. It's a cricket team, you know. <laughs> yeah. They, they could all just- have bats. Polo. Mm. Water polo. Uh, like, who's the most evil people who play I mean, polo is pretty bad. Polo or lacrosse. They're like, they're like in the 80s movies, you had like the rich kids yeah. going up against like the, the nerds. Uh, country club, uh, country club golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just they, show they, they up. They only allow white people. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. And they show up in a golf cart too, but the golf cart's like all decked out with that pendulum on its side. So it's ineffective. <laughs> yeah. Merlin makes the wrong shot and he accidentally <laughs> picks like just a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> he like picks like the Laker, the 72 Lakers, but in 1993. <laughs> they were really good in 93. The 72 Lakers? Oh, maybe not. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, that team. <laughs> Like three decades later. Wait, decades what? Later. <laughs> <laughs> the math doesn't add up on that. It's close. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to ask my final question that I have for us tonight is that all of these Knights of Justice had emblems on their, their armor. They had something that they would be able to summon. And so I wanted to ask Brent, what would be your emblem that you would have emblazoned on the chest of your armor and what would it summon? Okay. So I take my chest. Okay. My, my I take my armor. Okay. No. I take my chest. No. No. Keep going on. Keep and my going. strong arms. I take my <laughs> my my shield. I ta- I've got a shield one. It's you an take animal. Your, you take your armor titties. And I, get, I take them <laughs> armor titties, and then I throw my shield out, and it summons a a puff of smoke and giant bees, just tons of bees, bees, <laughs> bees flying around, <laughs> stinging people. But they're huge. I mean, they're. These are like Rottweiler sized bees. <laughs> they all have, they all, they, when they sting once, they do die. <laughs> so then there's like this giant bee carcass. <laughs> and I, I'm just imagining these bees having like, you know, funeral services. No, he died so uh, young. And I've, and I've got a set amount. I've only got like 10 bees. So oh once they're all dead, my shield is useless. <laughs> I like that you backed yourself into a corner yeah. with this one. <laughs> Look, you don't get to pick what magical animals. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're just assigned to you. Mm. Kalen. Kalen. What, what would you get? Uh, mine, uh, Brent can probably get guess this, but my emblem would be an, a, an owl, but a very grumpy owl. He'd be like mm. a little surly. <laughs> Your owl flies out like whatever Ron Weasley's owl was, yeah. and then it just like runs into a wall. <laughs> no, he's not a drunk owl. Yeah. Uh, no, I summon him. And he's like, what? What? Why? why? Can't you handle your own problems? Why are, Why am I like saving you out of another, like saving you, getting your ass out of, out of a fight? Whatever. Saving your bacon again. I can't you're, even you're, talk. You're, oh, that classic. Game. Your, your yeah. Pokemon shield, you know, you like throw it out and then like your animal is summoned and the owl comes out. And it's like, no, no, no. And then it just goes, <laughs> he back, goes in. back in. It's like, what? I'm busy. Yeah. It's like I'm binging. Whatever. <laughs> Chernobyl. Yeah, they, these really are Pokeballs. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. They're pre Pokemon, yeah. proto Pokemons. Yeah. What would yours be? <sighs> For some reason, I, I felt like. Uh, you can't take bees because I've already got bees. <laughs> I'm not. How about, how about yellow jackets? It's yeah. bees, but it spawns 11 bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a real dick move, Merlin. You yeah. gave him the 11 bees one, but me 10. I know. It's weird. <laughs> Price uh, is right rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say probably my emblem would have been something like a PlayStation 4 controller on my chest. And whenever I would have summoned something, probably would have been like either uh, like a corgi or uh, like a pug dog. Aww. Oh, so it can be something different because I thought it had to relate to what you were 
summoning. It's weird because like one head, like the guy has an anvil on his chest and he can like summon something and it's sort of like he can build weapons. Oh. And then there's another guy that has like a brick wall. No, he, he, can, he has like a square. Yeah. He has a square in his chest. And he's like, I'm going to break it. Hey, here comes a wall. And then it hits a guy. And he's like, what are you doing playing with that wall? So if I had to go actual like mapping one to one, I would say it would probably be like a dog. It would probably be like a, like kind of like a dog. Just an adorable puppy. Just yeah. an adorable puppy. Because then I would summon it and I'd be like, I'm not going to fight in this fucking battle that I have zero interest in. I'm going to go play with this dog. No, no, no. The dog comes out. The villains are like, <laughs> oh my God, what a cute dog. And they just go and play with him. And then the rest of them come in and attack. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. So you're like a, you're like a diversionary tactic. <laughs> I like the strategy. I honestly thought that you were going to go in a completely separate way and be like, oh, and then everybody goes plays with the dog. And then the dog's a bomb and it just explodes and it kills them all. You're just like, whoa. I like that more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of options in terms of what we could have on our chest. Yeah. So... <laughs> Any, <laughs> I've seen, I've searched some porn sites that have said the same thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lana, um, wanted to check and see any final questions that we need to get answered about King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. I feel like this is a pretty clear cut show. Yeah, <laughs> all it, the pieces made sense. Yeah, it told me everything. There, yeah. There's King Arthur, whose name is Arthur King. Um, they fight for yeah. justice, apparently. His, it's like major, 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 major from Catch-22. It's King Arthur King. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> just stacking it up brick by brick, just putting together that mega blocks yeah. just to make everything it's it's definitely putting so perfectly. A, it's putting a hat on a hat for sure. Yeah. God. All right. Well, guess what? You listening out there right now. Yeah, you. You. Turns out you have a lot of opinions, and you like to post them online for everybody to read about these particular cartoons. So now we're going to hand this over to longtime listener and friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away. This week's Love It is titled Excalibur, Be My Strength by True Backlash 20 in June 2003. Backlash says, this show was so freaking awesome. It was too bad it was so underrated or else it would still be on. The story was great and the characters were just awesome. The crowning point of the show was the various weapons used on both sides of good and evil. Battering rams, spirit animals, one of the bad guys could fly. Now that is awesome. Very good show. I definitely recommend it to anyone who loves action. 10 out of 10. And our Hate It, which is really more of a the whole wheat side of Kellogg's Mini Wheats appeals to the adult in me, but the frosted side causes me to write reviews of cartoons on the internet that swing wildly from one extreme to the other, is titled, It's So Stupid Yet So Awesome, by Akrani One in March 2015. This one is edited for length and it says, Understand that I am in no way burdened by nostalgia. I've never heard of or seen this show when I was a kid and only started watching it as an adult. And when you get down to it, the show is stupid. Toyetic character designs and weapons aside, the premise is pretty shaky. King Arthur and his knights disappear while out on a quest and Merlin is forced to recruit, bear with me here, a football team from what I can only assume is New York City to be the new knights of the round table said table granting them magical equipment and knowledge of how to fight. As I said, I find that to be a really stupid premise. It might have been stronger if they'd had the new knights be the underdogs for a few episodes before they finally found their footing and became the invincible warriors they are from the start. 
And just because they know how to fight doesn't mean they instantly are ready to risk their lives in lethal combat. I find that to be psychologically unrealistic, the key word here being psychologically. However, after I watched the first episode and my adult mind stopped grappling with the premise, my inner eight-year-old kid said, open mouth and drooling, this was made just for me, holy crap, this show is awesome. It has knights in shining armor, damsels in distress, damsels who can kick all kinds of ass, dragons, flying stone warlords, all the above doing battle with some of the most ridiculously cool weapons I've ever seen. And just to put the cherry on the sundae, the music is 90% rock and roll. And not that stock rock music that a lot of cartoons use. I'm talking Ron Wasserman-style metal-influenced guitar-shredding rock. A most excellent choice for the soundtrack. 8 out of 10. Thank you, Bobby. You are a gem, as always. It's always curious, as we were mentioning, you know, to see, even when we have a hate it, it's still like a hate it. The, the lowest ranking hate it was still an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just No, 8 out of 10 out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> Adam math, got it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so now we're at the point where we get to have our recommendations. Whether we recommend this cartoon and why, we can say that we don't recommend it and we can provide some additional context. And if we don't recommend it, we can go one step further and we can say we are going to dip this cartoon Roger Rabbit style into the dip, which erases it from the annals of cartoon history. And we won't ever talk about it again on this show. Brent. So if I, if I don't recommend it, I'm not banishing it to be never spoken of again. Right, 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 right. Then I don't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> any, any particular reason, Brent? It's just, there are, there's so much stuff that's better that provides the same, better animation, better writing, and I, I already think that this kind of cartoon doesn't appeal to me. So I can't imagine if someone likes this stuff, this being the good version that you would want to check out. There's, I, don't, I doubt that they really completed a great story over 26 episodes. Right. I'm going to say maybe. that having seen three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Awesome. So we've got one not recommend. Kalen. I'm convinced this entire cartoon is a manifestation of the Mandela effect because <laughs> I don't think this cartoon actually ever existed. I'm pretty sure, uh, Sean, somehow you through your magic powers, you're a wizard too, and you're kind of spooky. Spooky. Uh, you uh, created this cartoon and put it on Prime somehow with your powers and made it look like it came out in the early 90s because I don't remember this. This show was already dipped. I don't... This did not <laughs> exist. So... Uh, you know, we don't even need to re-dip it. Uh, I can't recommend it, obviously, but I... You don't I, want to double-dip it? I, <laughs> now, now, that would be wrong. Yeah, don't dip. You, don't double-dip. You, you dip once. You take the chip, you dip once. You don't dip it back, Brent. I know the bit. Keep with your recommendation. <laughs> I can't recommend it. It just... It, it's it's not good for everything. <laughs> like a doctor. Like, do no harm. I can't recommend this. I yeah. can't... Yeah, exactly. This is definitely part of our Hippocratic Oath. It, it For all the reasons that Brent said, uh, if you want this kind of show, uh, medieval you know, antics, uh, time displacement, we went through several uh, on this podcast, uh, uh, better recommendations, even from earlier times, like the right, right. Dungeons and Dragons cartoons from the 80s. It's like it's it's clearly superior to this. I, I, I want to say, well, first, 
I'm going to agree with both of you. We are three for three in saying that I'm not going to recommend this. So Josh Ray, I know this was your recommendation. Sorry, friend. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so yeah, it's a no for me, dog, as well. And I really think that uh, the challenging thing is, and I, I, I always look at it this way, this cartoon is called King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. And we have been more interested in everyone else who is not King Arthur and or a Knight of Justice. In fact, whenever we've really kind of talked about some of those titular characters, we've kind of mocked them or made fun of them. Some of them are just horrible stereotypes and tropes of, of other people that were there. And it just, it didn't seem complete. And I, I agree with all the points that have been made so far is that I don't think over 26 episodes that they're going to tell a complete story. I don't think that I'm going to be satisfied with this at the end. Do they go back at the end? Do you know? I don't know. All right. I don't know. And I, I and to Kalen's point, I think there are much better recommendations in terms of what we've talked about tonight for cartoons that have sort of the same idea and focus as this of sort of the time displacement, bringing somebody from the future into the past to have to deal with that. Uh, and Dungeons and Dragons would be a perfect cartoon that we should watch in the future. So yeah. have you not reviewed it yet? We have not. Oh, I would definitely come back for that. Well, we would love to have you on for that. All right. So perfect. Um, Brent's like, I don't, I don't want to watch that. I know I'd love to watch. <laughs> I love watching TV shows. Yeah. I love TV. You like Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So maybe that'll be... But the thing about Dungeons and Dragons is that you're supposed to play it. <laughs> you don't have to. Like, that's why the movie didn't work in my mind. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, but the cartoon kind of worked. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So that's three for three in terms of not recommending King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. So you could probably spend your time... Read Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. Yeah. It's so well, much better. Or Great. Camelot 3000. Or uh, Flash Gordon from 1980. Yes. Or... Flash. Ah. Or gouge your eyes out with a nail. Jesus. Please don't do that. <laughs> All right. I can only get so hard, Brent. Stop. <laughs> you can do it on your chest, too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on tonight and being a part of this. I want to ask, Brent, what do you have going on that you would like to plug? Where could the good people find you on social media? Uh, if you want to follow the TV show Getting Housed with Paul Baster, you can find it at Paul Basto Realtor on Instagram. And uh, do you want to just do our Home Superior plug? Yeah, I'll Let's do that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Or do you want to do you, anything else you want to plug? No. Can we find you on Twitter? Uh, no, you can't find me on Twitter. Uh, and don't find me on Instagram at Mr. Brent Wingate. I don't need you as a follower. I don't want you as a follower. I just want to post photos of food to save for myself. You've heard of thirst traps. Brent is a hunger trap. Yeah. Mm. Hunger game. Damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Your food is very gamey. Um, I'm kidding. Your food is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I will plug uh, Homo Superior. Uh, Brent and I are both on, on uh, Homo Superior, a, a gay nerdy podcast we've been running for a little over two years now. And uh, you can hear this like playful banter uh, filled by two people screaming and one person constantly grunting uh, on a weekly basis. It's Homo Superior podcast on Instagram as well as on iTunes, iTunes and, and uh, Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, and iTunes. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Just look up Homo Superior. Uh, we apologize in advance. And uh, if you live in D.C., uh, I am a DJ by night. As Sean mentioned, uh, I normally DJ at a bar called Trade and another bar called Number 9. Uh, come and check me out. Uh, I will make you dance, probably. Awesome. And we will post all of this in the show notes so that everybody doesn't have to write any of this down so they can find it and they can click right away and find this. I want them so. to write it down. Well, I want them to write yeah. it down too. But yeah, nobody... make them work for it. I yeah. Kalen's phone number is... <laughs> Brent's social security <laughs> and his pin. Yeah. It's weird that you have his social card like right on you. Kalen. Well, I give it to all my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
please steal um, my identity. Oh man, take well, my life, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. Yeah. Well, you heard him on this episode. He's our friend Bobby Anthem. You can go find him on Twitter at Bobby Anthem. Send him a message. Show him some love. He is simply the best. As for me, I perform live improv comedy with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater. You can find tickets and times witdc.org. And I'm always on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Want to support this show? Tell a friend. Leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Slide into our DMs on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. And drop us an old-fashioned email, as many of you have, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all of these links that we've mentioned on our link tree, which is in the bio to all of our social media accounts. And you can always listen to us on YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Mixler, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back. In- wait, wait, before you do your final, final sign off. Oh, sorry to interrupt. No. Can I do one more plug? Yeah. Barry on HBO is a phenomenal <laughs> show and I highly recommend you check it out. It's a great show. I want people to watch it so it doesn't go. Are away. you involved, Barry, at all? No, I'm not. <laughs> Barry on HBO. No, oh, good. No, I've I've actually been watching it, and I agree with you. It's fantastic. I guess I'll have to start watching it. It's worth it. It's All definitely right. worth no, it. No, yeah. We will be back in July with more listener recommendations, as well as also one of my favorite cartoons when I watched early Nickelodeon when I was a kid. It is the Mysterious Cities of Gold. <gasps> oh my God! I love that cartoon so much. I know it's fantastic. Oh my God! I wanted to see if we could go out tonight by doing a Knights of the Round Table Knights chant over and over again. <laughs> Okay. Is that possible? Yeah, we'll sure. Just go. Nights, 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 nights. Thank you, and we'll see you in July. Hey, everybody! Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.